Hey, hey, welcome to episode 35 of Run Wild with Lauren and Bud. We are so glad you joined us today. We have a race recap today to share with you guys. Uh, the last weekend in February, Bud and I headed to Black Mountain, North Carolina for a race that we both love. It's a race we've done for many years now. I think this was maybe my eighth year. Um, and it is the Black Mountain Marathon and Mount Mitchell Challenge in North Carolina. The race always takes place the last weekend of February. So sometimes it's a little bit uh, crazy in the weather department. But this is a race that goes up the highest peak in the east. So uh, it's Mount Mitchell here in North Carolina, east of the Mississippi. And it's just an all-around great race. So we're going to share about our weekend. We've got some clips. We've got a car recording for you guys. We hope you enjoy it. Next episode is super awesome. We're interviewing some people uh, who we think are very cool and have a great story. So you don't want to miss that uh, coming up shortly. But for today, please enjoy this race recap. Take us along with you on your long run, your drive to work, wherever you may find yourself. All right. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out. If you have any comments or questions or you want to be on the show uh, and without further ado here we go hey bud hey lauren what you doing i'm driving you are driving yeah. and, and i'm sitting next to you because we're leaving black mountain north carolina uh and why were we there bud we were doing, well, I was doing the Black Mountain Marathon and you were doing the challenge, Mount yep. Mitchell Challenge. We did, and we did it. We did. It was an epic weekend, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I timed it exactly knowing that you would do the challenge and I would do the marathon and we would wind up at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I, I caught Bud in the last three miles and we got to run it in together. Yeah. So that was nice. Uh, yeah, it was an epic day. I had the best day of running. It's my favorite mountain. I've run this race for nearly a decade. Every year they've had it. I've only summited once before, uh, and that was in, what, 2018 when we did that? Yeah. Yeah, 2018, yeah. and I was like DFL, and I didn't care because I was so happy to summit. It was a big deal for me back then. It was about five years ago. Uh, I took everything I had to summit and get down and finish within the cutoff, and this year... I did this summit again and was so stoked, and I ended up fourth female, which wow. I know, which like blew my mind because I was just out there like enjoying the mountain, doing my best. I felt good, so I, I just laid it all out on the trail, and it was epic. I'm so happy. Like, this is my favorite race, and I actually got like in the top 10. So, what were the conditions like this year? Oh my god, it rained. So it rained the whole time, basically. The, the start of the race was pretty dry. A little cool, a little dry. As soon as I got up to um, halfway up the mountain for the marathon turnaround, started pouring down rain. So I'm like, okay. So I get up the Blue Ridge Parkway to Mount Mitchell State Park so I can summit Mount Mitchell. And for those who don't know, it's in North Carolina. It is the technical highest peak 
in the east, east of the Mississippi River, so the highest point. What's the point. like sixty six hundred or what? something in the six you know thousands? We're in Appalachia, so we don't have fourteeners. Um, but still, the conditions are you know it's mountain weather, and so I got up to the parkway to go up and summit. It's like six miles up to Mount Mitchell. Brutal conditions. Probably winds in the you know fifty mile per hour range. Um, the rain had turned to sleet, and it was blinding. It was freezing. Uh, it was brutal. <laughs> I think we have some clips from when I was yeah. climbing the mountain. How you doing, girl? I'm tired. What else? I'm ready to finish this thing. I just summited Mount You left it all out there. I did. Like That's the right. I gotta run it in here after we get over the hill. <laughs> after the hill, we're gonna run. I'm severely disappointed in my rain jacket. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. Yeah, we uh, we were soaked, and you know you you expect to get wet when you're running, running in the rain, even with a rain jacket. But yesterday I ran in to some issues because after I summited and got back down to the wood line, um, I thought I was gonna have to DNF because I was turning hypothermic. My teeth were chattering so hard that my jaws, like my jaw muscles were locking up. My chest muscles were seizing. Uh, my lips were turning blue, it was bad. And so, luckily, I got down to an aid station that had a fire. They revived me, gave me something warm to drink, and they put a poncho on top of my rain jacket. And that saved me. That is the reason. I was in third place the whole race, but because I had to stop at this fire and warm up, I then fell to fourth place, which is totally fine, because I thought I was going to have to DNF. <laughs> and so, like this cheap disposable emergency poncho yeah mine was probably like a dollar poncho from walmart that they yeah. gave me and it saved my life so that is like an item that you need to keep now in your always, pack. always and i always have some yeah. i have emergency blankets i have ponchos and you know when i'm in big mountains i always carry that stuff but i thought you know what lauren it's supposed to be relatively mild for winter i'm sure it's gonna be fine but i'm telling you i got into a dangerous situation luckily I was revived that little one dollar poncho you know thrown over all of my gear and I was dressed appropriately you know rain jacket gloves everything um yeah that saved me and I was able to finish the race and pull off number four you know female I had been third all day and I was okay with it you know losing that because I really didn't think I was gonna be able to finish the race um so it was a major victory yep. for me. One of the things I noticed, it's just like they, they were telling us, okay, at the start of the race, the summit, we know it's 40 degrees. Well, that's when it was dry. Yeah. And, and, no and the wind, wind hasn't yeah. picked up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so you're up there. I wasn't worried about it in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're now in the low 30s, and it's raining, and the wind's blowing 50 miles an hour. Yeah, and it was, it was brutal. You're totally exposed. You know, it's just that kind of... And I think when you're wet all day and you're not dry, that's when you're really primed to not be able to keep in your body heat. And that's exactly what happened to me. It didn't matter how fast I ran. didn't matter. I could not regain my core temperature. Like, I could not get it up. Um, it was insane. Yeah. 
I have I have better rain shells, and I I kick myself for not bringing one. But like this is more of a running one, and it's not meant for to a mountain com- emergency. Right, yeah. right. It's not meant for that. Well, I will from now on. Anytime, I think you know, like anytime, I'm gonna carry a little poncho with me, um, just yep. as an added safety thing. But yeah, it was brutal up top, and I wasn't expecting it. You know, some years you run this race, and you know it's going to be brutal. There's going to be snow. There's going to be ice. I've never had trouble those years. But this year, with the just the unrelenting rain and wind, it was a whole nother beast. Um, but yeah, no, I learned a lesson. I learned, like, after all these years of mountain running, I still have more to learn. So that goes for everyone who thinks they're like so experienced and well-versed and I even do survival shit and you know I still like have stuff to learn so like some they well I was going to give some statistics okay but what's that I, I don't have them correct well but just they, ballpark them just, just yeah close. yeah you can tell us it's a ballpark so what they did this year I believe um you didn't just have to sign up for the challenge but they were going to allow the first 250 people that hit the turnaround that made the cutoff proceed. Right. Didn't or, or it didn't matter if they made it. Yeah, so the cutoff is yeah. the is up at the parkway and if you make it within three hours, the first like fourteen miles in three hours, you and you're one of the first two hundred and fifty people, you get to proceed to summit if you would like. Yeah. Yeah. So they had um did they say only 64 people chose to go on? Only 68. Only 68 people this year decided to do the challenge because the weather conditions yeah. were so bad. So a lot of people who made the cutoff decided they were turning around. They didn't want any yeah. of that business up there. Yeah, which was good for me because that got me a fourth place finish. <laughs> Maybe on a normal year I probably wouldn't have. Um, but no, not many people ran the challenge this year because it was. It was brutal. Um, I had to dig deep, kind of <laughs> go to some of my places where I know I can gain some strength uh, mentally and I did there was a couple of hours coming down that I was I was suffering I'm not gonna lie that's probably the most suffering I've done in a very long time on a ultra Um, but I did it and I'm so happy I was so happy to not only get to do the summit finish the challenge my favorite mountain my favorite race my favorite town and I got a podium I got a award they do the top five females. I was so proud. Uh, what was your award? Oh, I got it. My favorite, because y'all know I love pottery and I love coffee. And so, yeah. yeah. So it was a mug, a uh, handmade uh, pottery mug that they do, you know, North Carolina. Obviously, they have a rich history of, of hand-thrown pottery. Um, so anyways, yeah, totally happy. Like, best epic weekend ever. Yeah. So coming down the mountain after it, it had rained and stuff there's more water everywhere it's ankle deep all over the place and I, I'm kind of thinking to myself I was trying to not step in all the puddles so I was jumping on any rock I could and so I feel like my feet are more sore than they should be but only because I was like jumping on rocks yeah so many yeah. rocks yeah. yeah yeah. the trail had by the time I'd come down the trail had turned into like a river <laughs> so there was no sting dry and um, there was mud slides oh yeah I mean, it was yeah. slippery so it was it was great though I mean I love a rainy day in the mountains this year it was challenging the conditions were challenging but I love it and I had to dig deep and I like that like in the moment obviously I was not very excited about having to dig deep and really you know gain my uh, inner strength there but like man 
overcoming that and getting to the bottom, I was like, fuck yeah. Like, I needed that challenge, you know? So, it was good. Yeah. And I learned a lesson. Poncho. Keep a poncho at all times. I don't care how good or how expensive your gear is. That $1 poncho is going to save your fucking life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. Yeah, it was a good day. And, I mean, Black Mountain... We always eat. Where do we eat afterwards, bud? Uh, Trailblazer. Trailhead. Trailhead. The Trailhead. They okay. have burgers and beer. That's what we got. They didn't have our blackberry cider this year. We were very disappointed, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, we got some cheeseburgers afterwards and uh, went to the awards ceremony. Got a freaking king cake. Yeah, I found you a king oh, cake. I love at the king snack cake. Truck. Oh, the snack truck. The snack truck. Yeah, there was a New Orleans snack truck, and y'all know Mardi Gras just passed, and I know it's bad mojo. To eat a king cake after Mardi Gras, and you know what? I don't care. <laughs> you earned it. <laughs> because I love king cake. Y'all, if you know me in real life, I'm like, king cake is like the shit. And they had like real beignets. Yeah, we got beignets. Oh, I still we have got, some. I'm yeah, we haven't eaten. Now. I know. Yeah, I ate like half a king cake last night before bed. <laughs> I was just like gorging. It was so great. Um, yeah, it was epic. So, awesome day in the mountains. Lauren and Bud are running wild once again, yep. <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> North so, yeah. Carolina, the most Tennessee place I've ever mm-hmm. been. Yep, we're talking about how North Carolina, it's like it's like Tennessee, but better, because it's like more <laughs> mountains, you know, more rivers. It's just kind of like... The, the same shit. stuff, but more of it. Yeah, I love yeah. it, love it. Love this part of North Carolina. Love to live here, so... Yeah, they do Tennessee better than we do. <laughs> Except they didn't have our blackberry cider this time, man. Somewhere has it. Somewhere. But yeah, no, it was a great weekend. And now, yeah, I mean, we've got to, I told myself after Mount Mitchell Challenge, we got to officially start training harder for this adventure race. I know Bud has upped his training and is doing awesome. Upped it. And uh, I got to get on my bike. I got to get on the trails on my bike. So we need to do that soon. I saw with... Was it race volunteers on mountain bikes? There was, yeah. So I was so wanting to take one of those bikes and be like, I'm just riding down this thing. I did. I saw they had some volunteers on bike mountain bikes. It would be so much easier. Yeah, I know. I was like, man, that guy's got a bike. It's no fair. Uh, Yeah, so that is my goal. So I know we have spring break coming up. I'm going to head to Chattanooga with the kids, I think. And I got to do some mountain biking, but we got to plan on it. We can mountain bike. Yeah, we got to. Um... So, yeah, so it's, you know, almost spring. It's almost March, and uh, it's go time. Got stuff to do. And I am thinking, so I told myself, if y'all remember, last year I attempted Rim Runner 100. Mm-hmm. It's in Tennessee. It's a small local race. It's yep. great. Well, I went in with some stomach issues so I already kind of was started off on a bad foot for that race I finished with 50 I decided to call it at 50 because I just I was so sick to my stomach and just not feeling it you know when you're just not feeling right so I I was happy though I did a great 50 miler but I had intended to do the 100 miler so I'm thinking now that I'm coming off such a great run here at Black Mountain I think I'm gonna sign up for it it's April 1st and I'm going to go back and I'm going to finish what I started and get it done. Sounds awesome. So I may do that. Now, yesterday when I was running in horrible conditions, 
I did make the quintessential ultra runner statement of I'm never running another race again. I'm not ever <laughs> doing this again. I, this is dumb. Yeah. Like, why am I suffering like this? Like, I'm not ever doing this again. And then here I am. Like, well, I think I'm going to sign up for that 100 miler. That's, <laughs> that's like what you say during pregnancy or labor. Right. Or like, I'm never doing this again. And then you forget. You forget. <laughs> you forget the pain and the suffering. It's already the next day, and I've already forgotten. Uh, so yeah, I feel great. I had a great run. My legs still feel great today. So I think that is a sign that I need to go back and get that buckle. Um, and then I'm going to take a break from racing for a while, except for our adventure race, obviously, but take a little time to do some other things. Obviously I'll still run, um, cause I've got a hundred miler in the fall, but I'm looking forward to a little bit of downtime, a little bit of other activities for the adventure race. We get to paddle and do all that stuff. Um, I think I'm going to pick back up the rock climbing for a little bit this summer. Yeah, that's Yeah, I somehow forgot to register for this race. Oh my gosh, y'all, this is the best part. Okay, so so here it is. We get to Black Mountain Friday evening, yeah. and we go to check in, right? So they, they have this little outdoor, uh, it's like the West North Carolina Collective, I don't know, outdoor shop. And they have packet pickups, so we go get in line, and Bud walks up there, and he's like, you know, LaMonica, for his last name. And, like, they're looking. They're like, we don't have a LaMonica. And Bud's like, no, no, I registered. So they're looking. They pull up, you know, the ultra sign up and all that, and nope, there's there's no Bud LaMonica registered. And he's like, I know I registered. I know I did. So Bud's pulling up his ultra sign up, and there's a registration for last year. Which we did run it last yeah, year. Yeah, I know, but I thought I did so, this time, too. And he was the one who reminded me yeah, to Yeah, I was like, up. hey, I just registered. You better register. He did. So I. this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking there was a glitch. Like, you tried to register, and it didn't complete the transaction. Something, man. Or you just thought you did. Maybe you had one too many Krakens. Oh, could be. One too many whiskeys. Uh, yeah, so they got him in. Oh, yeah. Race director's don't, awesome. Don't, like, every time you get tipsy, you go to Ultra Sign Up. Yeah, make sure you complete the transaction. So listen up, Ultra Runners. You but know it's how you get to drunk. Get tipsy That's right. And then go to Ultra Sign Up. You know up. when you get a little tipsy and you go on Ultra Sign Up and sign up for everything, make sure the transactions go through. <laughs> but no, the race director, he's awesome. And he was like, man, I'll get you in. You're a longtime racer of this race. Like, no problem. So Bud got in. It was save the day. Race director's awesome, um, and we were. Well, of course, able. he's gonna let you. I mean, it's my funeral. He's yeah, gonna, he's, he's like, like, "Hey, you want to go suffer and pay me money to do yeah, it?" Okay, fine. Yeah, so they got him in, and yeah, but it was it was very funny um, that you show up to a race that you forgot to register for. <laughs> <laughs> so from now on, when someone does that, I'm like, "Oh, you pulled a Bud Lamonica." <laughs> Oh man, but no, it was it was good. We had a little Thai food pre-race. Yeah, I've never ate at that place. No, we ha- yeah, all these years I kept saying I'm gonna eat at that Thai restaurant. It was it was good. Yeah, it was good. Got food. We uh yeah, we did awesome and it was great. We rented a house or Bud did that was right between the start and finish lines, so it was perfect. We could just walk to the race and walk back. Um, so yeah. It went well. So if you want to run Mount Mitchell Challenge, hit us up. We'll give you all the Look intel. Look at that mountain. What's that? 
yeah, these mountains in front of us were driving, and there's kind of clouds. I don't know what mountain that is. Those are part of the Smokies, right? We're in near Canton, so yeah. think about it. Yeah, it's part of the Smokies. Uh, yeah. So, just enjoying the mountains before I have to head back to Nashville. Womp, womp, womp. Flatland. Yeah, I gotta find a trout stream. Yeah, I'm gonna. We're gonna stop so Bud can throw his fishing pole in the water and catch a trout. I'm gonna try. You gonna try? So yeah. So yeah. All in all, uh, a great weekend. I mean, if you want to come run a mountain and you want to come to a supportive, awesome little town and just enjoy your whole weekend, you gotta hit up Black Mountain um, for the Mount Mitchell. They have both the marathon and the challenge every year, and uh, we'll be back. Yeah, for so it. I tell describe the, them like the topography of the race. So it's like uh, maybe a 5K to get to the trail. Yeah. And then, and that's relatively flat. Yeah. And then it goes drastically steeply uphill once you get to, is it Montreat College? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And then the trail hooks up, and it's not too steep going up the mountain, but you're you are gaining elevation the whole way to about what mile fourteen ish. Yeah, so about mile fourteen is when you actually hit the Blue Ridge Parkway. Yeah, and that's yeah. if and you so you either turn around to finish the marathon or you proceed upwards to Mount Mitchell State Park. And so, yeah, the race is great because compared to other Appalachian mountain races. But then your reward is you get to go downhill the Yeah, the, the, the second half of the race is literally all downhill because you just literally run up the mountain and then run down. Um, and and so a huge generous cutoff. Yeah, generous cutoff. And you know the, the overall topography is not too technical. There are you know, there's some single track and obviously in bad weather you know, it gets way more technical like this year. But overall, not a difficult race in terms of technical conditions um obviously if you summit the weather this time of year it's february it's it's winter uh you know some years we've run it when there's been like eight you know feet of freaking snow on the top and it's there's very little like single track yeah it's mostly like a forestry road yeah so So it's actually pretty easy to run even though it's uphill you could drive a four-wheeler up there yeah so it's a great race because you know it's not quite as technical as you would expect a mountain race to be around here um so it's kind of nice because you can really get up the mountain if you want to do the summit you have to make the cutoff you got to get to the 14 mile marker turnaround within the first three hours um and it's all uphill you know the first 14 miles is literally 4,000 feet of gain so you're just running uphill the entire time um so it's it's a little challenging but it's it's manageable it's doable um yeah it's a great race they have good swag too oh they have the best swag so they usually get like north face or columbia some kind of awesome um fleece, fleece. Or something. Yeah, yeah that monogram fleeces every year and you get pint glasses and t-shirts it's awesome you get the best swag like i live in my mount mitchell challenge hoodies and and sweatshirts yeah i love them um so yeah it's just and the race director is awesome the whole town supports it they've got the support of everyone um yeah it's just a great great feeling so highly recommend uh yeah yeah that's what 
What's el- what else is going on? Oh, I guess we can reveal the big secret since the commercial what, what came is out. It? What everybody's been waiting for oh, me to yeah. say. Go ahead, say it. Lauren, where were you for that month of missing time in July last year of 2022? Well, I was across the globe in Africa, uh, naked, playing in the wilderness with lions and monkeys uh, on Naked and Afraid. <laughs> And the new season has premiered, and I don't have my air date yet. Probably summertime. I'm waiting for Discovery Channel to tell me, but yes. But you're in all the commercials. Yeah, there's several commercials. If you watch Discovery Channel right now and you watch the new episodes of Naked and Afraid, Sunday nights at 8, you will see my face on some of the commercials for upcoming um, episodes of the season for Sneak Peeks. Uh, I, I was. I was in Africa, and legit, like... Outback Africa in the bush, naked, <laughs> sleeping with lions. Zambia, right? It was in Zambia. It was, uh, once the episode airs, I'll be able to talk more about it. But yeah, so I was just going to like put that out there now that it's uh, kind of official and uh, my face is on TV. I've had some people message me and be like, Is that you? I thought I saw you on TV. Yeah, it's me. Uh, ridiculous it's crazy it was epic um and so i'll talk more about that once it airs so i'm just gonna put that out there yes you're not going crazy is my mug on tv (laughs) (laughs) which is a really weird experience to see yourself naked no less on tv so so how did you do stuff like uh contact lenses or glasses or oh you know, it's awful kind of it's awful so i started out in disposable contacts that lasted all of like three or four days before i had so much smoke and suit and dirt oh, in my God. eyes that my eyes were literally scratched yeah. to shreds so i had to end up wearing my glasses it was yeah. awful it was <laughs> it was bad <laughs> so just a word to the wise listen I know you guys have all thought about it because I have too. Like zombie apocalypse happens. What do we do if you wear contacts? Like what are you going to do when you run out? Like just go ahead and get yourself a pair of glasses. You better have some glasses. <laughs> because you just, if you're going to survive and you got contacts, it ain't going to work. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I learned that lesson. I'm learning many lessons, but many lessons. Uh, yeah. So it was, yeah, I have lots of stories from that to tell. And so once the the show airs, I can. I can't give away any details yet. Um, But yeah, another epic adventure Mm -hmm. where I got to uh, hunt. And yeah, it was uh, (laughs) was epic. So anyways, I had to kind of dig deep to that survival, Lauren, uh, yesterday on the mountain. I had to kind of think like, okay, if I could survive Africa, I can do this mountain. I can I can do this. So that's what I did. I had to channel the uh, Africa version of and it was really it was really just the cold. It was just the cold. My yeah. legs felt great. They feel great today. Yeah. It was not the physical aspect at all. Um, I was well trained for this race for like the first time ever. <laughs> I actually trained. And um, legs feel amazing today. Totally you know, on the physical side of things, it was flawless. I felt great. It was just that freaking cold, wet weather. And you did good with your nutrition. Yeah, nutrition that, yeah. was on point. Y'all know I'm really big on, you know, obviously I coach other people, but nutrition is a big deal. It, it For me, I have some blood sugar issues, so my nutrition has to be perfect. And so I stuck to my nutrition plan, and it was perfect. Um, 
if anything, I think I was a little overhydrated because I got so cold and my body temperature dropped. Um, so it actually caused me to overhydrate a little, but it was fine. Uh, but yeah, nutrition was on point. I made sure of it. That was priority number one. Um, yeah, everything went flawless, like perfect race. Just had a little bit of uh, hypothermia kick in, took care of it, and was back on my way. How do you feel today, bud? I feel great. Um, I was a little bit sore I'm just walking around when I first woke up. But yeah. Now I feel great, but I've got, I think I kicked a rock. Yeah, the so top one, of your foot. One of my foot hurts. It yeah. Happens. Yeah, it'll, it'll be okay. My The only thing that's really sore today is my Achilles and my ankles. And I think it's because of all the mud, like having to stabilize and run up in the Boy, mud. Boy, it was so... I slid so much. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I noticed your uh, butt when, was covered in mud yeah, when, when I came up to you. <laughs> yeah, when you caught me, you were like, did you fall down? I was like, yes, like twice. It's like a little boy, you know, that plays at the park and his butt is muddy. <laughs> You're like, did you fall down? <laughs> What's on you? Please be mud. Yeah, please I was like, mud. please tell me that's mud. Oh please my be God. mud. Please be mud. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. But no, it was a great time. I enjoyed all of it, even the suffering. Um, yeah, it was awesome. On to the next epic adventure. So yeah, so we're going to get some training done here in March. March, I think, will be a big training month. We'll try to get on bikes, maybe even paddle. Yeah. I've paddle. got to get back into some climbing. Um, in June. Now, wait a minute, bud. Wait, what? wait, wait. Almost forgot. Now, where are you going next week? It's next week, right? Uh, yeah, Ecuador. Yeah, to bud. To the Galapagos Islands, yeah. He's setting off on an international adventure. It's his turn. I got to do my uh, adventures last year. I went to Africa and Hawaii, and now it's bud's turn to uh, go explore. That's He's right. going to pet some turtles. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he'll take... So, the next podcast... So, I will say, upcoming, uh, when you get back from Galapagos, we've got some interviews to do. The owners of Run, Try, Bike magazine, who, you guys, if you follow me on social media, you'll probably notice I've done some chats with them. I've done some writing for the magazine. They are an awesome um, organization whose main focus is to elevate the everyday athlete. And to also elevate voices of um, persons of color, you know, um, the LBGTQ, you know, all of those communities that are, whose voices are not typically elevated in endurance sports. And um, they, they help fund, you know, fundraisers and projects to get people to the start line. They help people get gear. They help people get race entries. Um, they do a lot of interviewing the everyday athlete and voices you may not always hear. So I love their mission. I love that because, you know, we all know endurance sports tend to be very whitewashed and especially the media coverage of them. Um, so I just love this mission of getting people from all places, all backgrounds, giving them an equal chance at the start line, elevating their stories, their experiences, uh, I love it. I love their mission. And yep. so, we get to talk with them. And then after that, uh, we are going to sit down with Bud. And we are going to hear all about Ecuador, the Galapagos Islands, and his adventures. So, I think that's going to be pretty sweet. 
and hopefully he'll take lots of pictures and videos of him doing silly, ridiculous oh, stuff. <laughs> now, Bud, tell us when you're there. Yeah. What What are you going to be doing? Like, what else stuff are you going to be doing? <clears throat> so they have. Uh, uh, obviously, we're we're going to San Cristobal, and uh, I'm going to definitely eat all kinds of stuff. Okay. And so it it, it is. There is some tourist stuff there, so you've got like all the food and stuff you want. And there's beaches. We're gonna snorkel, maybe nice. scuba dive, awesome. and uh, go exploring. There's there's places with trails that go back in like the rainforest and stuff. And oh, you can, I'm so jealous. I know. <laughs> I know. You have. So I'm bringing a water filter, and uh, we're trying to travel light. So yeah. having to plan that stuff, it's like okay. I'm only bringing a backpack. Anything I can fit in there. Yeah, so it's you like, got to. That's how Hawaii was. My clothes for me. are yeah. going to be like yep. wa- washing them at night. That's it. Yeah. You know, and then rewearing them the next day yep. if necessary. You know? Absolutely. You're going on an adventure, man. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> so, like, the rainforest is my favorite place in the world. I've only been to a rainforest once, like in Puerto Rico. I went to mm. El Yunque. Um, and so I'm totally jealous because, like, rainforests are my jam. So I need you to take lots of videos of cool shit. I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to. All right. Awesome. We're going to stop and get gas. we got to stop and get ba- gas. We'll be back. And that is a wrap. Thanks for joining us for episode 35. We can't wait to share the next episode with you guys. Stay tuned.